0: Normally have
1: like a leeway into I mean, I talking but... all Pretty good man, pretty good Alright, so we're gonna start
0: Alright, here we go Welcome back to Film News I am your host, David Mendes. Uh, today is a little bit different Since we don't have our other two Fine, outstanding hosts uh, They're out doing work AJ's at school um, Ram, Ram, I'm, because no, I'm, I'm looking at you sir uh, Mr. Ronald, he is working, so don't don't take offense that the other two guys are here. But I had to have you here because, because 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 we are the wonderful wizard boss. I'm more here, <laughs> freaking fixing my mic, um, because we have been talking for a good minute. We've known each other for a good minute. Um, you've been working on a lot of badass projects, but you finally came out with this this cool, crazy, long. Documentary that is actually interesting Most documentaries suck dude I'll be honest I I sleep through it Well thank you man (laughs) So let me introduce you Well introduce yourselves real quick Well my name is Raymond Ramos My name is Jason Rivera right, and y'all are Team spirit, or <laughs>
1: well, you know, uh, talk a little bit about yourself. It's so funny. We we both have different companies. These Longshot and I'm R2FX Productions, but we always work together. So I guess we do need a company name together. Yeah, we right? do or need a, uh, right? a
2: company name. It's it's Longshot Productions and R2FX, but we need to do a, a joint collab. Yeah, right. So what 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 do you your two companies do?
1: Well, pretty much. I mean, for me, you know, um, I've had my name actually over 20 years, R2FX. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Raymond Ramos, so R2, and I do effects, so R2FX. And what that is is uh, I was originally a photographer and a graphic artist, and I kind of stumbled upon film, you know. And so when, when my wife and I came here, I wanted to really indulge more into the filmmaking aspect of everything. And you know, I was doing weddings and all these different kind of things, making videos. I had this cheesy uh, program that I did the weddings with and everything, you know. So I really wanted to make it more professional like a film you know so I go to film school uh, the at San Antonio yeah. and that's where I met Jason and uh, that First was day. that was like in 2012
2: yeah 2012 uh, I had just got out of the military uh, and I was looking for something to do I always wanted I've been interested in film since I was a child so once i get out of the military i was like i right, well i gotta use my gi bill so i went to the art institute and, <laughs> um like i haven't been doing it as long as raymond pretty much as soon as i started school is when yeah. i when i first picked up the camera which i, I regret not starting earlier but still um i but guess you doing it yeah the passion and the yeah. drive is still it got me to where i am here and i'm thankful for raymond because you know anytime he's had a An opportunity always calls me up And, you know, we've we've had that relationship Since we first started school And I think it meshes well We we have some good ideas together Nice, nice, nice So where does your name come from? Okay. long shot productions it's like it's got a couple of meanings because like you know like embedding the long shot is you know the guy that, that that doesn't really have the chance so he comes from behind and also you know you have a long shot which is you know showing the scenery uh showing the scenery and where everything comes up and you know the military you got your long shot you know sniper type so it's sort of that like a mesh of all those things yeah, that have cool. been going on in my life awesome how long were you in the military? I was in the military for five years and I did two deployments in Iraq. Awesome. And now you're a security, uh, security force or security...
1: Um, well, I've been doing uh, security for like over 20 years as well, you know, so now I'm on a federal contract here in San Antonio, which is awesome, you know. Um, it's just, uh, well, it's the highest paid security actually here in San Antonio. Cool. Know? And uh, it's just, you know, it's kind of, I mean not, it is kind of the military style, I guess. You know, uh, government laws differ from the state laws. You know what I mean. So I was learning all of that stuff too, and just you know, being around uh, top secret information and all these different things, that we have got to follow and abide by. You know, it's, it's pretty awesome. I think you know, badass man, badass. Yeah. So if anybody came in here, I'd, I'd be pretty safe. Okay. Uh, well, I don't have my gun on yeah. me But yeah I'm a little out of shape So I got like Two
0: swings hey, in me You <laughs> circles, circles the shape
2: yeah. Or oblong I'm, I'm with you brother, I got brother. about two swings in me And then I'm gone Wait you see that spoon Right there <laughs> That was a weapon
1: It's like a spoon to death But I was a <laughs> medic So if y'all I'll get shot one, Yeah you know, I'll, like, I'll like grab one of the cats good. I'll throw it at you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See so we're good man We're good Alright um, uh, Let's talk about The reason why I have y'all here Um, Y'all just finished the documentary about Mr. Piquin Kerioga. One Chance,
1: right? How long did that take you out to do? Man, it took us like oh, I guess almost two years to yeah. really think about it, man. You know, uh, we wanted to. You know, in the beginning, it was supposed to be like an interview here, interview there. Was it like a school project? No, 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 no.
2: no. no? It, it stemmed from a school project. Uh, what do you mean, Raymond's uh, <clears throat> Raymond's senior film, uh, yeah. Adam, which uh, I I was I wrote. And um, I saw it. It was garbage. No <laughs> kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm
0: kidding. Um, it's on Amazon, by yeah. the way. It's on Amazon, yeah, Amazon. Right. So, I gotta plug it in. Yeah, if yeah. Not, yeah. We get that, to that's
2: it. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, um. Man. So it's based on um like uh, the Eddie Vedder Pro Jam song Jeremy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's based on the true incident behind that. And um, so if you know anything about that, the the kid walks in and commits suicide, and that's that's like our opening scene of the film. And um, so when we were looking for uh, a school to shoot in, like every time Raymond gave him the script, you know, it was, no, we can't we can't shoot that here, we can't shoot that here. So uh, Raymond uh, finally talks to this one guy and I'll let Raymond take it from here because uh, this is where the story starts.
1: Well, you know, uh, this film, <laughs> uh, One Chance is really about bullying. And so our film, Adam, was dealing with bullying. Yeah. So that was the connection to the two. So like I said, Adam was my uh, senior project and we met this guy, um, Epi Quiroga. And actually it goes cra- it's deeper than that. My partner in my job, uh, he's a retired Navy. Anyway, his wife went to school with Robert. Mm-hmm. And so uh he saw me editing, you know, Adam and everything, and I kinda tell him what I was doing. He was like, Well, you know, my my wife knows this guy, you know, he did the bullying, you know, he's went to school with his brother, and that's kinda when I first first heard the name Quiroga and everything. And so I said, like, All right, cool, well, you know, um, you know, give him my number and tell him to give me a call. So that's how it all started. So that's why at the end of this film it says thanks to Lisa Avila. You know, she's the one that kind of connected us together. But anyway, um, I told Jason and uh, I said, yeah, this guy wants to meet us and talk about this film and he wants to do and this and that. So we went over there, we met him, and uh, he started talking about his brother and his story. And that's when we first first heard it. And uh, he was telling us that you know he was trying to make a film. For a couple of years, you know, about his brother and keep his legacy alive, but, you know, everybody wanted all this money up front, you yeah. know? And so I said, well, you know, I'm from film school and, you know, Jason and I work together all the time, you know, able to get some kind of cameras and some equipment together, you know, let's, let's start doing it. And uh, Jason said, okay, cool, you know? So uh, we started uh, finding out about this, this boxer. And, you know, I'm not from San Antonio and so. You know, I love boxing and I never heard of this guy, you know, I'm like, wow, how come I never heard of this guy, you know, whatever. So I started doing my own research and, um, you know, started coming out with this story about him being the first champion in San Antonio and, you know, all these fights that he had and, you know, and of course his ultimate demise, you know, he was murdered and everything. So this story just, you know, as a filmmaker, you know, you kind of... Pay people for this kind of a story You know, It's kind of narrative, you know And it's a real story And it kind of fell in our laps And it's like, wow, this is a golden opportunity To tell a story about a real person, you know So let, let's, let's go in there and let's do it, you know And it's so funny because We've never even done a documentary before ever
2: No yeah, That was going to be
0: my next question I mean, most of the time for a documentary Again, like I was saying I'm being brutally honest I hate documentaries Because most people, it's, it's cookie cutter Kind of set up that you do it, it's boring you know present a bunch of facts no real intimate like like i don't know man nothing moves you yeah you know what i mean it, it, documentaries is that is documents whatever but looking at this film i was like man you know what it's really interesting because again i am from san antonio and it's badass to see a story of somebody here who made it and nobody had yet to do it Yeah And it's a shame
2: There was an episode of uh, Gangland on him But it was It wasn't on him It was actually on the bandidos And it Mm. sort of uh, It brushed over his murder And You know We 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 tried to not brush uh we tried not to focus on the murder but focus more on his life because there was a lot more to his life than than his actual murder he accomplished a lot at a very young age and you know um even his legacy now still helps uh helps the bully campaign that his brother runs it's his brother's bully campaign is based on you know yeah his his brother's boxing legacy and you know a story like that it pretty much just wrote itself as we were as we were interviewing people there's so much interesting stuff started coming out and so many people were willing to help like you know when raymond reached out to jesse james leha like he literally like got right back at him it was like can you come in like two days and you know we were there in two days nice nice it was
1: really crazy man i was really blown away and you know and i hate to bring up mr Normadi at school but he uh you know we lightly touched on kind of documentaries and he was like look you know the story comes out of uh, on his own you know Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what happened with us. You know, we didn't know where to go. We didn't know what kind of questions to ask. So we started asking, we went to the gym first and we spoke to um, Joaquin Lopez. And uh, he was telling us a story and everything too. You know, a lot of these guys too, you know, some are not, not the best talkers and some others were, you know what I mean? But the one thing that we got out of his interview, he was telling us, he was like, yeah, you know, Robert goes to fight the championship in Sutherland, England. And they were fighting, you know, and, and, and this important match. And towards the end of the of the fight, about the eighth round, he said, "Hey, man, you know, Robert, let's forget about this world championship, man. Let's just go back home to San Antonio." And he goes, "No, no, Joe, you told me I had one chance, one chance to be yeah. uh, a champion. So that just stuck out at me. I was like, well, you know what? We should call it one chance.' And mm-hmm. so the title came up uh, out of that interview and. Um, started putting things together and like you said, more people just started volunteering to, to do the interview and this, you know, and uh, it, it was, um, it was a crazy process, it was, it was, un- Scripted. We didn't know what to do. Where I was gonna go. How it was coming out. We just kept interviewing people and putting it, putting it together and try to grab the best parts we could. You know.
2: And we got a lot of help from the Westside community. I mean, these guys were awesome. Any anybody who reached out to help us like was really awesome. Um, Rick Lopez from Henry's Puffy Tacos. Not only did like we interview him there, but he let us use his location for a, for a, another one of Raymond's projects. So, yeah, another You know, out of there. that we we met some people that. Did you get any Puffy Tacos? Yes <laughs> Okay good yeah. Actually one of our great. One of our first meetings With uh, with Epi our, our producer Which is the brother uh, Was at Henry Puffy Tacos, And that You know I don't think we had Had we filmed anything yet? No, no we didn't No We hadn't filmed anything yet And that was like One of our first meetings That took place there We were still trying to To you know soak his brain in like with some information
1: I mean you know we were just trying to get some idea and some more history about everything because it was so funny because when you look online and everything everything is about his murder
2: yeah
1: and nothing is about his championship nothing is about you know his life or
2: his success exactly and
1: and so not only that man people you know we've excuse me we interviewed grown men and these guys were in tears talking about this guy man how much they loved him and we're kind of like well why you know what did he do you know but he was a local hero from the West Side and he never forgot where he came from. And uh, that really resonated with me, man. You know, you never want to forget where you came from. And that was really cool, man. You know, Some guys become a success and never come back to their old neighborhood. Hell yeah, you know? and, uh, and some it, do come back and they still don't help out the yeah. know, the neighborhood they came from. Dude.
2: Yeah, the, the support was overwhelming. Uh, even like, you know, once we started, uh, you know, making physical copies of the film, um, I would go like one by one and like drop, drop them off to certain people mm-hmm. and like every person that I dropped them off to like we would sit and chat for like 10-15 minutes just they'd tell me a story about how they knew him or you know how they met him or their encounter with him and it was great you know um, even people that I guess hadn't heard about it yet but we'd be out like at a restaurant like promoting it they'd look at the poster and they'd be like oh well are you selling these how many are they how much are they? And we told them how much, and they're like, it's worth every penny. So I mean, we got a lot of people that that came behind it.
1: I, I mean,
0: y-
2: y- the DVD looks really, really
0: outstanding, guys. I mean, that's
1: Raymond. It's, <clears throat> oh, it's thank legit. you. Thank you, man. You know what thank I mean? Thank you.
0: Most people would never put that much, in, you know, into doing a documentary, much less packaging it and making it look like an actual, you know, presentation. And you know, production.
1: and that that's really what I wanted. I really wanted to make it look like it was right from Best Buy type of deal. You know, <laughs> as a yeah. professional. Uh, professional look to it whatever. yeah, yeah.
0: That, and, and, and as a documentary again and you're representing him you're pre- right. representing you his story um, the anti-bullying campaign essay uh, bully free
1: yeah
0: um, you know I mean you're, you're representing a lot man Joe's angels boxing club I'm I'm dropping names because I want to make sure that we we thank these guys because I mean to make a documentary especially like a, like we said of a local hero, that's something that needs to be done and said, and, and I wish more people would do it, bro.
1: Yeah, you, you know, and also, too, you know, what Jason was talking about, too, about the gangland, you know, the, the family felt mm-hmm. betrayed, you know, so they, they get a phone call. Yeah, you know, we want to a story about your son. And they got all excited. Oh, my God, you know, finally to be yep. on network television and they did it on his murderer. Yeah. And so it was like a slap in their face to them, and he also showed his body that you know cut Man. up and everything, which was terrible. They didn't have the permission to do that, but they did it. Yeah. And so when we were making the film, we told him, "I said, look, you know, we're not going to ask for any release forms until you guys see the film, until you guys are satisfied with it. That we're honoring his legacy and not trying to step on it, you know." Yeah. And That's so cool. that was really important. Too. Also, too, on that Gang Lang show, because they interviewed the murderer, he kind of changed the story to favor him. Of course yeah, You know And yeah. so that was wrong You know So we <coughs> Said the story straight In our documentary We have a retired bandito And he says Everything that's there And you know and, uh, and we're really proud of that That we did that You know Cool man Now I got a question Because I started
0: at uh, San Antonio Film Not San Antonio Film But uh, San Antonio Art Institute Yeah So I kind of know the, the structure Whatever that They teach and whatnot. not How do you think Your preparation on short form uh, production and everything that we did prepared you for a documentary like this cuz this is some this is a full feature length right it's not a short mm-hmm. it's it's how many minutes
1: An hour and 6 minutes
0: An hour and 6 minutes so that means it's it's not a semester's worth of of playing around with after effects or premiere pro this is like you said 2 years worth of your time effort versus what we're taught hey knock out a 10 minute short right 48 hours you mm-hmm. know or, or or 72 hour or whatever how do you think that prepared you
1: well you know also too you know uh we really wanted to do this so i think that we, we want you know uh we took it upon ourselves to make the time to get it done mm-hmm. but as far as preparing i mean you know about sound so it's all those things you know so sound uh framing you know, uh, using the camera equipment. And also too, this, in this film, it shows kind of our evolution. <laughs> yeah. so we used different cameras. We were kind of learning on the go. Okay, This was kind of OJT, this film right here. We used so many different cameras. We started with, with my 7D, well, his T3i. T5, yeah, T5i. T5i. Yeah. So, you know, as this the progression of this film was happening, we kept changing cameras and learning, oh, you know what, let's try this this time, or oh, let's do this this time, you know? So we were just being creative on our own, kind of figuring it out, you know, playing it back, oh man, the audio, this, and the, we had so many problems, too you know not being prepared you know so it was kind of one of those deals where we were working backwards we're filming it first and then trying to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when we should have wrote it down and yeah. structured it and you know so this was a tremendous learning experience man honestly you know so, so you, you wouldn't you wouldn't say
0: that your your schooling prepared you for a full-length documentary
1: well you know that, that like I said you know just as far as uh, storytelling
0: you well, know, I mean he,
1: storytelling but
0: as far as like structure and how to like Get all this, because I remember when I did my first feature yeah. film, I was way out of my element. I was yeah. like, "Dude, this this is nothing of what we
2: learned." Yeah, I was like, fuck and, and I fuck think me, that's kind of the thing about filmmaking. Sometimes is a lot of it you're gonna learn yeah, then and there, like exactly. maybe from mistakes that you've made in the past. Oh, yeah, because I, yeah, I, I mean. We learned,
0: he, from mistakes, yeah, I don't yeah, think I've learned exactly. anything really from I learned some things from, from school But yeah, like you said, everything's been all my st-
1: I, 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 mistakes You know, honestly, I guess from the answer to answer your question Really, no I mean, you know, the school I tell people all the time So the school is what it is, right? They're going to bring you to the water It's up to you to really dive into that water And take it and make it work for you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it was us, you know uh, Looking at YouTube and, and going out of the school to learn more of what then you know, like I said, they have their curriculum, they have to do their studies, and they want to show you A, B, and C. Yeah. And it really was our dedication, that's what I'm trying to get at, that really took it above and beyond to, to make it happen, to do this, you know. And while I was shooting this, I still had school projects, I still was working. Mm-hmm. So that was a, re- a lot of reason why it took so long to put together as well, you know.
0: Well, I'm also glad you, you took your time putting it together, yeah. otherwise it wouldn't be what it is. You
2: yeah, know I mean? Yeah, thank you. It'd yeah. be
0: a shitty little book and film, like everybody else, you know, like, yeah, cool, you
2: know, here. Yeah, and I know when we were first talking about it, I think when we first set up, like, the the Facebook page, you know, we told people, oh, it's going to be done by, like... Three months, like it'll be done in three months, <laughs> nah, like, nah, nah, nah. and you know everybody was like, oh, how's it going? I'm like, um, three more months. Yeah, <laughs> so it's sort of just like you know, boom, boom, and and then when we finally got a solid date, it, it's funny because when like everything started coming, like, me and Raymond, we finished it, and then like shortly then after, you know, it, it was. It had the film festival, and then we had our our little showing. It it once that started filming, I was like, man, I can't believe it's actually here. Like all this stuff actually like starting to take place. Because yeah. when we started, it seemed like light years away. Like it, it seemed like it was gonna take forever.
1: You know, it was it was bananas too. Because what happens is, you know, we, you know, at the time I was still doing Adam at the same time yeah. doing this, and so I was finalizing that film, and I really couldn't edit both of them, so I needed help. So this this kid from my from my class, oh, I, I can help you guys and he really didn't understand what we wanted to do you know what I mean These, yeah. a lot of people from film school they cannot do what we were doing as far as separating themselves from school and this is not a school project this is not a homework assignment you know mm-hmm. and uh, we need to go to the next level you know so the first guy you know I don't want to say his name anything like that no, but, no, but what happens is he couldn't really do that you know, so we had another person come up, oh, you know what, I, I know what you guys need and I could do it uh, better. Even though we gave this guys IMDB credit, we, we promised them that. Yeah. They really didn't the edit the way we wanted it to. And like you said, which was kind of a blessing, you know what I mean? Because we had to go in and we had to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we had to put our, our, love and care into it and I think it really shows when you watch it you know yeah
2: that way if the had sucked it was on us I guess and yeah uh, piggy piggybacking off what Raymond said too um, about not treating it like a school project when when Raymond was in school um, any project that he came across even if it was a school project he treat it like it was gonna be a film or or sometimes he would show it as a film like he didn't put it in film festivals because I mean like you say, a lot of students didn't do that. They just, yeah. oh, it's just a throwaway project. Well, with him, every every single project was, you know, you're aiming towards something. And even when we when we took Adam to the film festival, like everybody had like their little cards. We had a big blow up poster because you know we wanted everything to just be legit, look legit. And you know, if it looks it, then you can be
1: it. Yeah, I definitely attribute my, my graphic artist, you know, artist uh, days. And photography days, you know, it's, it's kind of like right now as, as, a, as a culmination of my whole life, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I have a degree in graphic design, a social yeah. degree, and I went to school for that, you know. So I use that to this day to help promote and make things that, I, that I'm doing. So I was able to make a poster and, and able to go on social media and able to promote in different ways versus hiring somebody to do that for us, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that always gives me a different outlook as far as the marketing, as far as, you know, what, what now, you know, and trying to always just see the bigger picture, I guess, you know, with, the, with these films, you know. Cool. And I think that's one of the things that you and I, I don't know if you remember, you and I had
0: talked once when I was going to Art Institute, um, because one of my very, very, very first projects, I kind of wanted to prove to a lot of the guys that were there, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to put it in a film festival. And it was it was a regular ink Dink, um, ABC Cut, freaking project, and it won like two awards and everything. And I put it out, and I'm like, you know what, guys? It's sad that everybody puts so much work and effort, but doesn't put the the extra ten percent to make it successful. And that's what separates a student from a filmmaker.
1: Right.
0: You know, I mean, you are pay your dues. You pay your time. You, you you make all these content. You have great cameras. But it's that little bit, that 10%, the tip. You know what I mean? It's the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip, baby, just the tip. You get the tip in, you're good. You know what I mean? And and, and as, that's what I admire. And, again, that's why we keep going back and forth, and we keep crossing paths. And it's like, dude, uh, when I needed a camera guy, I'm like, dude, somebody I, I depend on that I know if I call on him, he's going to be there, and he's not going to fall. I called you up. Hey, bro, can you do it? You're like, fuck yeah, let's go. No question about nothing. You just showed up and I was like, oh, shit, man, that's badass. You know, so it's that, again, that little bit. And I, I think that reflects between the work that y'all two are doing because it's setting yourselves apart from everybody else. That 10%. You know I mean, and again, like I said, even the DVD, you know, for, for it to look as nice as it does, it, look, it looks legit. I man, it is legit. Don't get me wrong, it is legit, but it looks... Like, it was manufactured by one of these big, you know, Best Buy companies that put it out for mass distribution, and yet you're over here hustling and bustling
2: and getting out to the right people who are going to love it. It's funny that you say that, because it sort of validates you. I know when I was... uh I forgot who I was selling the D V D to but like I met them and like I gave them the DVD they're like wow this looks like a real DVD you know Yeah like, well, Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm you're holding it right
1: yeah. and, 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 <laughs> you know also with that too you know you know so it's always this film has been, been me uh it's been me, Jason and uh Epi. Yeah. All three of us have been together, you know, with, with this film. And so I keep them all in the loop, you know what I mean? So when I was creating the DVD, uh-huh. hey you guys like this, what about this, what about that? So they all had their influence as far as how it looked, the design, the color. You know what I mean? Yeah. So their feedback and everything with the film is all all of us together. You know what um, I mean? Yeah. Even though I, I did like majority of the editing or anything, but it was their feedback that hey man, change this, change that. Okay, okay, okay. Let's do this. Let's do that. Oh, this works better than that. So it was really uh, all all of our efforts in here, man. You know?
2: Yeah, Raymond did. like Raymond handled most of the editing. I uh, I had like three or four really great ideas, editing-wise. So you showed up and looked pretty. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man, you know, honestly. we
0: always, somebody has to do that. It's a lot of work looking pretty,
1: you know? Yeah, let me tell you, man, Jason (laughs) came in the clutch so many different times, man, you know, and that's what I'm saying, you know, we were feeding off each other with this project, and and if I didn't get it, he got it. If he didn't get it, I got it, you know? And I really, 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 uh, you know, made this film what it is. And you know, and that's so funny too, man, because, you know, uh at the film festival, man, like you said, man, it's just you know, here we are with this film, it's been over a year, we kinda watched it so many different times and a lot. But watching it with the audience and other filmmakers, man, it really it really took me by surprise, but I was taken back by uh, the the actual response when we're getting yeah. there, it, especially
2: know. the people who weren't like his family and friends. Right, you know, exactly. the family and friends they're gonna Sorry, they're, they're gonna love it, it. Oh, no yeah. matter regardless. They're gonna love it. tell I me, mean, who's the best? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, w- which you know, his fa- like that was as long as his mom and you know the immediately family liked it. That was my biggest concern. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? I, I mean, I mean that's just icing on the cake. If they liked it, if if you don't, then it's fine. But um, you know, like uh, there was these. two... Two people that we met at the film festival and they didn't know who we were we'd never seen us or heard of us and then they saw our film and they loved it you know we were talking them up all night you know at the after party just talking to them and talking to them and it's really cool when you, when you feel validated when it's people that have no interest in you or you know have no recollection
1: of who you are when they say you know oh, it's good it's legit and it's so funny you said that too that guy just sent me a script for a film he's doing next year oh yeah you're telling me about yeah that. yeah so yeah. uh so I, I sent a copy to christina hopefully she could be a part of it you know okay and uh you know so you know we never forget people that, that we know like yourself and yeah. christina and everybody can, can keep our circle kind of small where people we, we definitely respect you know It's a mutual respect and, and not only that People that love the craft As well you know But um I was gonna say I forgot what I was gonna say It
0: was a lie <laughs> Yeah right <laughs> That's what my mom
1: Tells me all the but, time But honestly man right So um so after the film festival Was over You know uh Adam put out The, the awards list And everything Like oh man We, we missed it We didn't win anything It was okay Adam Rocha From, from, the, from the film festival the, the director There you go And so he's also A, a teacher at a school it Was it Marshall High School I believe it was Marshall And yeah. so he has Like a uh, uh, you know, a high school class of film that he teaches, you know? Yeah. So he invited us over to speak to, to his kids. So he went over there, man, and lo and behold, he gave us our award. We won the the, the, the People's Choice nice. for the Best Documentary at the Film Festival.
0: Which is kind of weird, because yeah, he was the People's Champ, and you win the People's <laughs> Choice. <laughs> yeah, award. yeah. I mean, that, that's
1: badass. Yeah, it, was, it was really amazing, it took me back. And also, too, you know, um, so it was one award, and we're both co-directors yeah so I was like man you know so I secretly called Adam I said look man it won't be fair unless Jason gets one he goes oh you know what well let's chip in half and half and get him another one I said okay cool
2: I, I wanted to cry when they friend. did that for me because yeah. like, that was awesome like yeah. I told Raymond like oh you know it could be both of us just keep it at your house yeah. <laughs> but uh when he gave me my award that was awesome like I didn't, I didn't even know uh because he just said that Adam wanted to meet with us and I I didn't know why.
1: And I I just felt that it was equally important, yeah, man, was for both of us to be. Awesome. Yeah, man. I, I didn't even have the money at the time, and yeah. I was like, you know what? Okay, you know, it has to be now, you know. And it was so funny too because I called the um, the company that makes the award, and they're like, no, we we can't do anything without Adam's approval. Yeah. So that that kind of uh, you know legitimizes the award that anybody can just make an award. Yeah. You know? It has to be from the film festival. It has to be accredited. It has to be approved, which was really really good to to know. But that's the process And that's what it takes To have that kind of award man. Nice, and, nice. and it was really awesome And also too man The film festival I mean they had uh, The Patrick Swayze documentary oh, it, was great. it was amazing man And they had this other one About these uh, Stunt women The stunt of Hollywood. women of Hollywood that did. So there were some Great documentaries yeah. man That we were up against. I mean you know I was just I had I mean I'm totally Blown away that we won That award man Honestly man It was beautiful So past the Film festival I know y'all are
0: Distributing it Yeah Where can they get it from
1: Well right now We have a Facebook page You could probably message us To to get a copy of it But I'm currently Trying to put it on uh, Amazon Prime So uh, It actually is live Amazon Prime But just overseas Because you have to Transcribe it From the United States To get it For the the subtitles Yeah So I haven't done done That part just yet I know we got to pay I forgot how much it is So being that as a feature Is going to be a lot more Than the uh, short film I know for Adam It was like 40 bucks that That we did For the transcribing so it's going to be maybe triple that, you know, but uh, we're just trying to get it out there as much as we can. You know, we really wanted people to to see your story and it was really important that that, uh, you know, this is, a San, this is a San Antonio story and people know it here. I wanted it to get it worldwide, you know, yeah. and so with this, we've, we've people from England have contacted got in contact with us about the DVD, um, Colorado, Florida, New York. Um, uh, Indiana Africa Africa, <laughs> Africa. yeah a a Kit came.
2: Uh, one of his uh Tough, well, his toughest fight yeah. was against this guy named Kitaki Manifawushi. And a lot, I guess a lot of his family members had seen our page and they, they contacted us and had inter, interest. I think we had tried to contact us if they wanted to, uh, you know, like maybe talk about it or anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if, if they really did or not, but, you know, just, you know, having them support the page was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it was really cool, man, when his son messaged me and I, you know, I wanted to have his blessing as well. Yeah. You know, and so he gave us our, the blessing and it was amazing. You know, also too, you know, uh he won that championship in England and they loved him so much over there. Yeah. And the footage we have here on our on our documentary is not footage from the United States, it's from uh from London from Sky Sports. They gave us their version of that fight to show on there. Nice.
0: All right, so let's talk about some of that some of the prize processes right. that y'all have had to go through because one, it's historical footage. So right. you have to find who has
1: it, right? Right. Talk to me about that. Well, you know, I, I went downtown. I went to the library. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I called ahead, and they had a whole section of Robert Quiroga waiting for me. And uh, so just sifting through those articles and papers. And I, I, went, I brought my scanner. I scanned everything in. I thought it was important to have high-quality pictures and everything. Yeah.
0: So I, who, who gave you the right to use that?
1: Well, so what happens is, so I, after scanning everything in, I realized you know, that it was the San Antonio Express News. They owned all the rights. Yeah. I, I, I called every single paper from the Spanish papers that they had with, with articles on there. And uh, apparently, uh, San Antonio News, Express News, they bought all those rights from all the other papers. So they have that one uh, main archives where they own everything. Yeah. And so I called them and they wouldn't give me permission to use anything. So uh, in this film, what I did was I recreated some news articles in After Effects and made my own articles using <laughs> the pictures and using yeah. everything else without their names so that I could put it on there. Okay. I kind of found a way to kind of bypass some things, you know. And, and uh, His
2: family gave us a lot of pictures too. They had a lot of, they saved almost all of his stuff. Just yeah. little things. And at first, we didn't get a whole lot of pictures because I guess they didn't. They thought they were lost or something like that. And yeah. someone found it, and a lot of them were damaged. But uh, actually, Raymond was able to fix a bunch of them for the family. So and gave them all digital copies, which and, and they also enjoyed. T-
1: and also too, you know, uh, we got the Jesse Borrego became an executive producer of ours, and uh, he saw like 20 minutes of the film, and he gave us a great idea of what to put uh how, how to how to change the story that we already had started which was more pictures more pictures more pictures and so uh, when he spoke to the mother they just they found more pictures it was weird <laughs> it was just crazy so i still have the albums in my house four albums wow and so we had the actual contract from his fight against uh kitty king uh-huh. um You know, like I said, it was was a really, it was a great experience. It was a learning experience. Um, Even with with that side of it, as far as copyright information, Mm -hmm. you know, I never went through that before. We didn't have a class on it. So I kind of just, on my own researched what I could do. And, um, you know, even though I I hit a couple of dead ends, I found a way to to, to put it out there anyway, you know. So what was
0: the hardest part, you figure, or that you had to go through when it came to getting... Information or information
1: released. Well, like I said, you know, just calling the Santa Express News, and I was getting no answer. So I emailed them, no answer. I emailed them again, no answer. So I showed up over there <laughs> personally. I went to um, Ken's Five over there for Fredericksburg as well because yeah. we we had, we had a class trip over there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is our archive room, you know, whatever. And if you ever need anything, come by. So I came by <laughs> yeah. and uh Called him out. Yeah, and so they didn't give me any footage neither, you know what I mean, so it was just, those kind of you know. I, what happens is you know we're we're small time filmmakers. They never heard of us. They don't know what's going on. And of course, it's the mighty dollar. Yeah. We didn't have no money to talk. Or hey, here's a thousand dollars. Can I get yeah. this footage? Sure. Here you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Our film was not low budget. It was no budget. It was no budget. <laughs> we, we did this film on our own dime, yeah. on our own backs, on our own sweat and tears. I mean, it was just amazing how we pulled together. You know, really, honestly, with like I said, with no budget, no money, no nothing people just helping us out and so that that's that you know you really know who's on your side when they, they when they really cross that line to help you out of their own goodness of their heart yeah. and that's what really just put this film together here everybody volunteered their time their stories you know uh, to meet with us and it was just amazing honestly it really was you know
2: even in uh, showing it um, we had a showing at um, what was the park Woodlawn, Woodlawn yeah. Park Woodlawn Lake Park which was where he would train before a big fight. And uh, we, we wanted to have a show in there. And it was one of those big old blow up screens, which are like, I don't know, like 1,500. They're, they're, they're pretty pricey. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, one of the councilwomen, Anna Sandoval helped helped us put it together. Got, she, you know, paid for the permits and
1: got, you know, and got you know, the word out. And, um, and we had like, what, five to 800, maybe 1,000. Uh, There's quite a few people there. It was really packed, man. But you know, also too, that's where, that's where Epi comes in. Yeah. He was a producer, he's like a politician, man, that guy. Excuse me, he knows everybody in San Antonio. He he really got a lot of things done for us as far as getting Henry Cisneros on here, getting that park done. So the city of San Antonio funded that event. Wow. at the Woodlawn Park. So we, nice. had, we had police, we had fire department, we had everything that was needed. Um, Anna Sanoval was one of the, the main contributors and she also spoke there and everything. I mean, it was it was unbelievable, man. Craig Simmons, uh, sportscaster of KSAT, yeah. he was there live on his, on his broadcast. I mean, he was really, really... I mean, I'm just... I'm still... At all, I'm blown away and how that was even to be even to be happen. You know.
2: And his interview in the film was one of my favorites because when we interviewed him, it was just boom, like he was on. As you know, as soon as we just, as soon as we turned turn the camera on, like he he said his whole and I think we used like about ninety percent of what he said because <laughs> yeah. it, it was just that good. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, he, I mean, was but he just, does that for a living. Greg so yeah. Simmons was amazing. You yeah. know, a lot of these guys. Yeah. It's unbelievable, man. It really, really is. Even Jesse James Leja, his guy had like fifty fights. You know, he was like thirty and oh at one point. But yeah. they recollected this fight like it was yesterday, man. And it really, really brought everybody into there that that feeling, you know. And it, you know, uh, but with San Antonio. You know, that fight, his, his most famous fight with Kitty King, man, is kind of the dark days of boxing in San Antonio. And uh, since then, it really hasn't been brought, it really has come back. I mean, yeah, James Leha won and everything, but he, he didn't defend it or, or he wasn't around with the people like, like, like Robert was, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, he was really a special person.
2: Like, good thing is uh, just recently San Antonio got their fourth champion yeah. uh, I believe his name is Mario Barrio. Barrios yeah, yeah Barrios. Barrios yeah, yeah. He, he just won um, a couple weeks ago so.
1: well you know boxing didn't die down completely yeah. it still kind of came back up you know and, no, uh,
2: I mean but even though like there was only three champions for the yeah. longest time Just yeah. James Lehigh was the last one and I yeah. was like 94 93 yeah. so you know it's it's been 30 years you know almost with, without a champion
1: and, you know, and Robert is in the Hall of Fame of boxing. If you go to the Alamo Dome, his, his plaque is there. Nice. He's yeah. in the, the Hall of Fame of San Antonio and the biggest one in uh, wasn't Las Vegas, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah so he is recognized. And, you know, um, and you know, also, too, you know, what Epi was talking about, too, as far as his uh, legacy, you know, where we're changing high school names, we're bringing down a lot of Confederate statues. You know, <laughs> why not have yeah,
0: why um, not a local, local hero
1: up yeah. there the name, you know? So he wants a street to be named after Robert Quiroga. Um, this bully-free campaign, you know. Yeah, we should have a statue like Rocky. Yeah, 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 yeah it'd it'd be be great. why it'd be, not? It'd be awesome. You know, everywhere you go, any 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 gym, anything you do, anybody who's in boxing, Robert's name always comes up. Even when the body just one that says they spoke about Robert, of course. Oh, yeah? Again, you know, he was something else, man. I, honestly, you know, with all the research, everything we've done for this film, I almost felt like I knew him. You know, really, I mean, we were that yeah. personal and close with everything with the family. But this guy was five hundred 114 pounds. I mean, like like, like a little kid. I mean, that's why it was called Peking, like a little pepper. And he was just a firecracker in the ring, man. It was just unbelievable, man. You know, Kid Akeem, you know, we all know uh, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. So his father, Roger Mayweather, that was Kid Akeem's trainer. And so Kid Akeem was the perfect boxer. He was on paper, legitimate, supposed to be the next of everything and so he had a fight prior to this fight and he went to Las Vegas and they interviewed him at the end of the fight. He goes, man, I have this one little Mexican guy in San Antonio to get past. Once I get past him, then the world is mine, kind of, you know, talking crap, you know? And so uh, Robert heard that. He goes, no, man, you're coming over here and, you know, <laughs> you, you ain't forgetting about me, man, yeah. you know? And so it was really, the way it was hyped up, the way it was put together, man, it was really hardcore, kind of Rocky story. Goes in there, you know, he was like, the best thing I like about Robert as far as this interview and, and watching how he studied and learned from this fight was, he was like, look, you know, I'm the champion. But I'm going at this fight if I'm the challenger. Yeah. You know, and so like like, like Craig Simmons said, uh, Kitty Keem should have won. I mean, it was his, but he did the biggest mistake he ever made was fight Robert's fight. Robert just brought him down to his level. And uh, it's just true boxing, you know. Um, and also, too, I mean, they were very disciplined boxers. I mean, there was really no low blows, really no, no hugging, no holding. You know, it was just a clean cut. These guys went at it, and it was a definitely a seesaw of a fight. You know, Robert came in and won the first three rounds. then got cut. And after, after that I cut, it was just crazy. and kind of went back and forth. And then the very, the most, bizarre thing of all of this fight was the 12th round. These guys came in like it was the first round. The energy that just came out of this fight was just amazing. It really truly is to me one of the best fights I've ever seen. I
2: think Greg and, Simmons said like there's people in the front row getting blood on them and stuff like I that. Mean, like it was that much of a war. You know
1: they you know the six ounce gloves, you know, everybody in the front row got splattered on and just just interviewed it like, yeah man it wasn't just the blood. It was the oof and the ahs and, ass ass and the, all the sound yeah that they were making for getting punched, you know. And of course, you know, those uh, six ounce guards were banned after that fight because of Kid Akeem and because of Robert. They both went to the hospital after that fight. Yeah. And uh, Kid Akeem, you know, unfortunately you know, went to a coma and he was never allowed to box ever again, you know. And so he goes to Nigeria and he lies about his condition and he fights again and dies in the ring. You know, and it's something about, you know, warriors, you know, um, like my best friend back home, we had a fight a long time ago. You know, we fought in the street. It was, it was a dumb fight, but we became best friends, you know? So something happens when you fight with somebody in a ring where you just become attached. So Robert yeah. and Kitty King had this bond that was incredible. You know, he was in the hospital in a coma. The first one there was Robert. You know, after everything happened, he came out of a coma. Robert defended his title in Las Vegas. He invited Kitty King. You know what I mean? So it was incredible. And when Kitty King died, the first person, well, one of the first people they called was Robert. And it was just amazing how that all happened, man. How do and they're they're forever tied together in that amazing fight and they always will be i mean history
0: has them tied together forever Mm -hmm. and which is a beautiful thing and again going back to the documentary you've just solidified one more brick in in that wall that beautiful house that y'all built of of history of of you know culture you know what i mean especially here in san antonio which we're, we're full of culture and full of history whatnot and this is something really positive and I still think we should
2: start a campaign to get a, a statue built somewhere yeah. downtown him. Yeah, I know I at least want a yearly showing of like maybe the film just to have it somewhere every year where people can get together and you know celebrate it
1: and, and, and also too ultimately the great idea was to do an actual film of this story you know narrative yeah <laughs> and so to do that. yeah we really want to do that and what happens is we figured you know what let's do a documentary to get everybody up to speed Together, to know what happened with this guy, why is he so important? To show real people talking about him so that we get maybe funding or maybe we get some kind of uh, somebody looking our way. Say hey, man, make a film about the story about this guy. You know, it really could be a great story. I think you know, and like and, you know, there, there are some things missing from the documentary. You know, like like you said, we just kind of brushed upon you know his death and his murder and everything. We didn't want to focus on that part. And like I said, when I was doing my research, that was highlighted. You know, because it was a bandito, because yeah. of this and that, you know, all these things happen. And uh, you know, and also too, man, you know, it's good and it's bad, right? Because you know. At the end of the day, it's about loyalty. It's about love, you know? And so for the biggest, one of the biggest bike clubs in Texas to denounce their own member and turn him into the police because they love Robert so much, it was incredible, I thought, you know? Yeah. This guy, you know, uh, and, and you know, even in, in, the, in the, the gangland, he's like, yeah, man, I have no remorse, so I'll do it again and again and again. I'm a one percenter. My job is to be a murderer. I'm a murderer, I'm a cold-blooded murderer. And when I come out, I'm killing everybody. So he's never coming out, obviously. Yeah, he's not. But, uh, you know, just, you know, he, <laughs> It's good
0: to think you're coming out, but you're not. He
1: was yeah. just, you know, and, you know, and, and, and honestly, for me, man, you know, being in, like, kind of law enforcement and all these different things that are, that are happening in my life, you know, I just, I can't believe he didn't get the death penalty. You know, he's he's doing two 40-year life sentences instead of that, you know? Yeah. So he does have an opportunity to be set free, which he should never, you know, be be considered in that, in that same breath, you know? Yeah. Um, honestly, man, I just, I can't believe he's still alive in jail. You know, <laughs> everybody who knows people, you know, there's always somebody who goes in jail or whatever, whatever. It's kind of like the lady that killed Selena. You know, how is she still alive? You know, uh, it's just, it's, it's amazing. You know, people, people who are evil find a way to survive and, and stay breathing, you know, and uh, I don't know. You know, I guess God has the answer for that one.
2: Yeah. We even had a, a retired member of the Bandidos because, uh, you know, he set the record straight because a lot of people still, you know, you know, anytime you mention his name, people that do know him, they think it was a, a hit by the Bandidos or, you know, just because the name Bandidos is associated because he was killed by one of the members. But, you know, he, he sets the story straight. And, you know, it wasn't a Bandidos incident. Everybody in the Bandidos lo- loved him. So and that's why he they denounced him as a member. Uh, as a member and he was, you know, he liked to ride. He, he was, he would ride his motorcycle and, you know, we, we got to see his motorcycle and it was, it was awesome, he had his face painted on it with the boxing gloves. And
1: you know, Robert was one of those guys that you would love to hang out with, you know, he didn't, you know, not only did he pay for everything, everybody loved him paying, you know, but he was just, he just would, would spend the time to talk to you. He, he didn't want to be known as a championship boxer. He wanted to be known as Robert you know what I mean so uh, the minute you mentioned boxing is me ready to go home he didn't want to hear that you know <laughs> he wanted to be your friend right. more than the boxer you know
2: I know people were saying there's people he worked with that didn't even know he was a boxer until years later you know after talking to him so much it finally you know it comes out but he would he was never one to you know just bring it up and be like hey how's this guy right here he was just and you know, meeting his family I, I, I 100% believe that because his family they're, they're so humble and they're so really great people I'm, every time we went there it felt like I, like I was at my family's house because that's just how humble.
1: Like you just felt welcome. Yeah, they yeah. grabbed us in like, like 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 one of their family. Like, it's unbelievable to I, this day. They still. I think that talk made it us. easier
2: to make the film too because yeah. like, it. Of course, there was pressure because I was just like you know I don't I don't want you know this is their their family members legacy you know you want them to to like it but at the same time like you know me and Raymond we're, we're confident in our and confident enough to think you know we put out something good.
1: You know, even with this song right over here, you know, Jay Reed is a local artist here in San Antonio. He made the song for Adam, uh, the, theme, the the main theme song as well. So we reached out to him and goes, yeah, man, I'll make a song. And within a week, he brought us this song right here. And it's playing in, 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 the, in the film, you know. So people just volunteered and stepped up out of nowhere, man. And, you know, this is a collective effort out of everybody. And so we promised everybody a copy of the film. So we, we, we've we uh, honored that, gave to All everybody, right. you know. Uh, bringing a poster to uh, to the gym actually it's still in my house I haven't got a chance to go to, to Joe Lopez <laughs> right. and give it to yep. him but I have it printed as there you know I have to bring it to him you know yeah. and um, also too you know Epi's father um, Prieto he just passed away yeah. and uh, you know he had like stage 4 cancer he wasn't supposed to make you know the premiere of the film
2: yeah I didn't know if he was going to make the premiere So
1: and we're so glad that he was able to make it to see everything that happened with his son with his legacy you know and um it's just, you know, it's just a tragic story, man. It really, really is. And uh, I tell people all the time, so you know, editing is a second chance at directing. You know what I mean? So if you didn't get it right on camera, you could do it again and fix it on, not, not fix it in post, but just fix it in the edit. Yeah. Right, so there's one part where his mother is talking, she's like, you know, I didn't know if he knew he was gonna die or not, but you know, because he was a celebrity, he was never home, he was always in and out. But for whatever reason, that Sunday, he was in and out of her house. And, um, every time he came back in she was like hey gave me a kiss and then she kind of cracks her voice and she was like the one kiss i'll never forget is the last kiss you know and so in the edit i kind of emphasized on that and it was just you know and and any and you think this all man's gonna be great and you don't realize how great it was until you're at the film festival and
2: every house with people crying and everybody's
1: crying man it was just like wow it worked you know
0: it is different it is different seeing it like you were saying Over and over Because editing part sucks You're yeah. there Like 30 hours Watching the same scene Over and over And you get uh, Pixel blinded Yeah You know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. And after a while You're like man Fuck it I'm gonna let that ride I don't care they, <laughs> yeah, Nobody's right. gonna catch it Yeah yeah You know Because yeah. I know it's there But nobody should catch it But they do catch it Yeah But there's those Little moments Like you said Those little moments Where you said something Or something And and everybody's laughing you're like Oh man That was funny i i'm not the stupid one who wrote this shit but yeah it's funny because it happened to me on our um on our premiere and it's beautiful man because you're there it's just incredible man 30 40 50 whatever how many people were in this in the studio and you're like man dude that's beautiful that's that's what you're doing you know you're entertaining people that's what we do um and with that let me ask you
1: what are you working on now well, you know, it's funny you said that, man, because Jason and I have been on a lot of things lately, but from this film, Henry Rodriguez is also a part of the, this film. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he was the, one of the announcers for the boxing gym early days. Yeah. So he's also part of LULAC. You know, is a Latin... I, I don't know what the acronym stands for, but he was a part of the civil rights movement yeah. for Mexican-Americans in the 60s. Uh, so there was two movements, the Chicano movement and the Mexican-American movement. And so our next project deals with him. Mm-hmm. with this movement so he just had a birthday 75th birthday and so he invited us over and we we're filming his birthday no big deal right so he was giving out the LULAC award to these people from San Antonio who did these great things Yeah. so they all started speaking about what they did and Jason was like you know what this is our next project kind of fell on our lap all over again, <laughs> right? So what yeah. happens is people were saying, you know, and like you said, you know, you're in San Antonio, we're here, a lot of filmmakers don't believe that San Antonio is the place or for whatever reason, but I think it is. There's stories it's everywhere. And it's because of the culture. They're missing it. It's yeah. because They're of the stories. Yeah. So there's this one story, Mario Boleto, I don't know if you know who he is then, sorry. I missed the whole I know movie. right we have to re-record the whole <laughs> shit. Now. So he he was a big pivotal part yeah. of uh, desegregating the pools. Cause in, back in the days in the 40s and the 50s, you know, uh, Mexicans and blacks weren't allowed to swim with the whites in the pools. They were segregated. So they were allowed to swim in the, the river walk only. Only yeah. this dirty water they could swim in, you know. And so these guys back in those days, they were golden glove boxers. Mm-hmm. And they go, hey, man, let's go to the pool, man. You know, it's no big deal. Let's really test out this this segregation thing. So they go over there, and they got jumped by like 20-plus guys with hammers and, and, and bats. And they got the shit kicked out of them, man, you know? So anyway, so these guys are all hanging out together. And they look over at Mario, and he's reading a book. And they're like, yeah, what are you doing? Why keep reading these books for, man? He goes, you know what, man? That was wrong. I'm going to change this. So Mario Alberto became one of the only few Mexican-Americans from San Antonio mm-hmm. to go to Harvard Law School. And he earned a degree over there and he came back and he actually got a job with uh, Bill Clinton. He was a part of his administration. But anyway, he sued the state of Texas and changed that law. And mm-hmm. it's because of him that everybody could swim in a together in San Antonio. You know, So those are one of the stories that we're in, that we have, that we're interviewing people. While well, Mario Alberto, he passed away, his son yeah. carries his legacy. So um, we reached out to some people, a part of this movement, and so there's a professor from the um, New Mexico University, she's a doctor, and she wrote a book, and her book is, um, it's uh, Blacks, Mexicans, and Dogs that are not allowed or something like that, yeah. that that she wrote and it's an incredible powerful book about that movement and we spoke to her and she, she invited us over to her house seven hours away to stay at her ranch to interview her so pretty much what we want to do is is tell the beginnings of those stories mm-hmm. and uh, to go to now to now is the end result of that revolution yeah, so it's pivotal because
2: you know the stuff that they were marching for back then a lot of it is prevalent today like you know it's the stuff with the Latinos and, and the Latino community a lot yep. of them feel like they're, they're still dif- disenfranchised than they are
0: yeah even to the early <clears throat> the early 90s here in San Antonio because I'm I'm from here in the early 90s we were still having um, rallies because there was still that that disconnect between Latinos, Chicanos, or, or whatever we want, Hispanics, and white, because it is. Even though here in San Antonio, it's a large Hispanic community, but it's still downplayed a lot. Um, even we, we celebrate Fiesta, we celebrate Cinco de Mayo, all this other crazy Hispanic-ish, or, or Tejano, Tex-Mex, whatever culture, but it's still disconnected here in San Antonio. And it's it's weird. It's really underplayed. And a lot of people don't see that unless you've been here and you're part of that process. And until then, and I'm glad you're doing that. I mean, it, like I said, up until the 90s when I was growing up here, we were still doing campaigns. We were still doing, you know, rallies against a lot of that shit because it was. We were being segregated and, and kind of pissed on. You no, know, the it, West Side was, was crappy. That was yeah. where... All the Mexicans hang out. That's yeah. that's you stay in the West Side, you know. You, you belong to these um, migrant um, high schools that don't get any any uh, pretty much funding or whatever. It was really really bad. So I'm I'm glad y'all are
1: doing That, that you know. Yeah. So also too. So so Henry's daughter get that Rodriguez. She's running yeah. for the commissioner right now. So what I'm trying to get at is the beginning of that story is the beginning of the movement, and she's kind of like the end. You know what I mean? Where it's not an end. Where it's continuing. Where she's a woman, a Latina. She's going to hopefully be the first commissioner. Uh, in San Antonio hopefully man that'd be and, right and it's pretty awesome and not only that too because like I said before we were not funded so LULAC and these guys they want to fund you know help fund us and there's also another group too NILAC is also another Latino funded place you know we told Adam Rocha about this idea he gave us a lot of names and numbers who to reach out to as far as you know getting this project done you know the right way as far as yeah. being funded you know have some kind of a structure you know also too uh, part of the LULAC There's one lady um Last name is Ibada. I forgot her first name. Anyway, anyway, um, she helped. Um, she's one of the, the top educators in San Antonio, mm-hmm. and with her uh, protesting and constantly on top of Congress, that there's no uh, education as far as the history of these things that have happened. Yeah they were granted $2.8 billion to build an institute about the, the, the history of that movement here in San Antonio. That is. That building answer. is actually being currently built right now in the process of doing it. So we want to interview her. There's a lot of other people as well that are a part of this movement. Mm-hmm. This guy we just interviewed uh, two weeks ago, um, Juan Chota Mendoza. He was also one of the ones that won the LULAC Award. And he had a thing too where he was part of the old, old time West Side San Antonio. And what he did was he had all the gang members together in one place, and they all paid homage to him, and they gave him a lot of respect, you know, so we interviewed him.
2: He wrote a book about the old-time gangs of the West Side
1: San so, really yeah, a nice man it's great to have the people who lived it it kind of gives the, the authenticity for our story yeah. you know and he's you know he's, he's in a wheelchair you kind of getting, you know a lot of these people are getting old yeah and doing the research there's nothing about them on there mm-hmm. nothing the pictures are old so one thing about this film over here with Robert I, I personally scanned in high quality pictures if you look them up now there's a lot of pictures there that are not high quality so the same is happening with this movement so there's everything that's there on YouTube is so old and yeah. outdated and there's nothing actually as far as a film yeah. or documentary about what we're doing and so uh, uh, we're glad to be a part of this man like I said it kind of fell in our lap it's just unbelievable how that happened
2: my uncle used to march in the um it was called Mayo Mexican mm-hmm. American Youth Organization yeah. and uh, what uh, he was in a in a documentary just on just the video like where they show him marching and, but you know the, that documentary I think was made in like early 90s, like 91, 92, we don't have anything that's recent, uh, mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything that's recent, and um, it's it's very exciting to, you know, hopefully be the ones to help tell that story, or help you know, because we, we need to know about this, Yeah, it's part of our culture
1: and also too, you know, uh, one thing about history man, if you don't talk about it, if you don't know about it, then it's going to happen all over again mm-hmm. and it's so funny, well not funny, but we live in an era right now, where um, history books are being rewritten you know, this whole thing is yeah. kind of being erased. Yeah. They don't want nobody to know about these things that happened to matter of blood or they got beat up with, with with sticks and bats and all these different yeah. things that happen. And they don't want nobody to know about the movement, right? So this whole thing stretches from Texas and New Mexico to Arizona to California, you know? And what happens is uh, they realize the only way to get noticed by the government is because, you know, when you go to school you're counted, right? So you're, yeah. you're you're a student in school. So they had these big walkouts as part of the fifties yeah. and the sixties and that was the way, you know, kinda hit them in the pockets and make him look hey, look at me, this is me. I have something to say. Oh, you don't wanna listen to me? Okay, fine, you know what I'm gonna do? We're all gonna walk out of the school. You're gonna lose funding. And so when that happens, oh, wait, we can't have that. You know what I mean? So no. what do you guys want? You know what I mean? So that was the way they, they kind of got their word across. You know, of course, uh, Cesar Chavez with with, with, with with the farmers and yep. all those guys in that movement. Who was no. Yep. You know, it's just unbelievable. But there's a lot of them from San Antonio that are not being mentioned or spoken about. And that's what we want to do. You know, put those guys in that same breath with Sasha Chavez and all those other guys are a part of that movement because it's important to know, especially for these for our young kids in these schools, and they reading these books about these great heroes that are you know that are white or are not Hispanic. You know, to see somebody of our own culture out there is just, to me is tremendous. You know, and, and and it really inspires. You know, a lot of a lot of children could be a little rambunctious, could be a little this, could be a little that, and to me they lack some motivation. So what more better motivation to know that there was heroes in our own town? You know, I think it's very important. And almost, you know, it's almost our responsibility as being Latino to tell these stories. I, yeah. I kind of feel that way. And me, I'm Puerto Rican, and I'm from New York. I'm not from here, and I still feel compelled to tell these stories. I, I'm taken back by these stories. You know what I mean? Like, and wow! It's, it's bad
0: that we have to. And nothing gets you. Don't don't take this personal. We have to have somebody who's outside of our own circle come in and tell us, "Hey, dude." you know you have a proud heritage what are you doing about it yeah you know that's when you should step back and be like oh shit you know we're doing something wrong because it takes somebody from outside to be able to tell you that when when you you've been sitting in the middle of it
1: right the whole All this time, time. yeah yep. it's Some you know and that's the power of filmmaking man it really is you know it really can move mountains it can really change things you know it really is unbelievable man and we want to do the right thing as far as this time around Mm -hmm. look at the funding have credible people talking you know these professors these doctors and also people from the ghetto speaking about their parts of it you know so hopefully you know we don't know when it's going to be the end date or how we're going to get together with this but uh back to (laughs) noramadi it's it's going to write itself as it come out and you know and, and that's the one thing that i've taken from that school that really has worked and also with that too, you know, somebody else asked me, you know, what have I learned, you know, going to school uh, about film and everything, right? And my answer is I learned more about, about myself. I learned more about me than anything else, not about the camera. I mean, yeah, I learned about lighting and camera, all that stuff too, but more importantly yourself, and what are you willing to do to make this film happen, this project? Yeah, You know, you gotta single-handedly make it happen if you have to. So Jason and myself, we ran sound, we ran lighting. We did we had to do as a two-man crew, pretty much, to put this together, man. You know, and uh, it really is uh, it's amazing. And you know, you can't be taught that. That has to be from from inside of your spirit, your heart, to make it happen. Yeah. I say, all times. time, say, filmmaking is not easy, it's not for everybody. Yeah. It looks great, it looks cool, and it sounds this and that. Yeah, Tarantino and Scorsese, yeah, those guys are great, but it's a, the ultimate struggle of not being home with your wife, you know, uh, not being there and missing a lot of events, your family, you know, it's just nerve wracking, man. <laughs> it becomes your baby, and, you know, you put it together and you're just hoping that somebody likes it, you know. And uh, we got really fortunate and lucky that people do like it, you know. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, you've, you've kind of struck
0: gold without knowing it. Because yeah. so far, everybody that I've seen and, and the comments and just everybody who surrounds themselves with this project or, or gets touched by this project has nothing but positive comments or has a positive outlook after having been around the project. So that's definitely a plus, man.
1: Congratulations guys Thank you man thank, thank you so much man And this thank is you. totally
0: different Than what our normal episodes Of, of Film Noobs is Because you know We were a lot serious and, and and it it is a serious subject But I wanted to actually Talk about something like this You know So I'm glad I had y'all here
1: Yeah thank you man Because um, it was one
0: of those things me. That I'm like man dude We had to talk about it uh, We really did And I'm glad we touched on A lot of really good points about you know the documentary about making the documentary and where y'all are at and where you're going um so hopefully i, I will get to see y'all back again oh, once y'all awesome. start you know yeah, man, the thank next you, project
1: man. yeah and trust me, man we definitely think about you with the sound man we had some <laughs> issues, but, you know uh, we can't always hold a dag uh, mic you know, you know with a c-stand and everything we need an actual person to be monitoring the sound and levels and make sure it's great yeah. <laughs> you know okay.
2: It's good too to see that you know um, that San Antonio film is starting to starting to take up uh, you know it's it's picking up a lot of people you know just look to Austin but there's I think there's a lot of like new um, exciting stuff coming starting to come out of San Antonio. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean you know it's up to like us as filmmakers to you know put put it on the map. Map. I know there's a lot of people from school they, they they move to California which is cool nothing wrong with that or you know move to to a, a city where it's more economically smart to you know to film but i mean as long as you got the passion you can make it yeah
1: mm-hmm. you know people forget about that one point you just mentioned too so san antonio right so here we are we, we drove to the Sazamora gym mm-hmm. and posted up a film right there yeah. where la and new york you need a permit for that <laughs> you can't yeah. just do that so people are forgetting about that man you know san antonio really has a. Uh, you know, it, it kind of bypasses all of those different things, man. It's great for filmmakers, man. So much production value with real, real people that want to talk and yep. audios can just go up to them and just post up. And people, you know, it's one of those deals where you, you think that, you know... Uh, kind of like like, like a straight dog, you know, the dog's going to be afraid, but the dog's happy to see you. Like, oh my God, just come here, come here. We're, we're so willing to I don't talk. think people
0: want to be compared to, <laughs> no, no. to a straight dog. Well, well I, I I'm lie. gonna go with that one. <laughs> I'm just saying,
1: you feel a little nervous, and, but yeah. people just have open arms and they want their stories to be told. And from looking out from inside, like, oh, wow, you know, I don't want to go over there, but it's such a big, incredible blessing to be in San Antonio. Well, San Antonio is of that one now. of those weird
0: cities where no matter how big we get, it's such a small hometown yeah, feeling, yeah, and yeah. everybody knows everybody. Believe yep. it or not, I i, was, yeah. I thought it was—it was like one of those like, oh, 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 "Oh, everybody knows everybody." No, motherfucker, if you really sit down yeah, yeah, and yeah. you look at your Facebook groups and and and, and people that you know, because you know how they show yeah. you, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. there's a connection, like at least two, three people connection. That oh man, what? How does he know that motherfucker? Yeah. Know, dude, church of uh, Tejano scene. Um, The Spurs Or or Fiesta Or something Something or another You know somebody Who knows somebody That connects you To somebody else
2: And that's how it is Since we met Epi Like Because we'd be somewhere Be like 40, 50 different people Run into it, And be like Hey
0: what's up What's up What's up Yeah It's it's a hometown feel man You're always going to be home yeah, here in San Antonio, you're always gonna be one. That should be the new damn slogan. You and
1: also, what? that's what I'm saying, man. You know, as a New Yorker, man, I've, I've been welcomed as uh, unbelievable, man. Really, man. it really, really has. You're not a New Yorker, man. Exactly. <laughs> I've just, not been here more yeah. than more than seven years. Yeah, I'm definitely you're not here. a New
0: Yorker no more. You're San Antonio. Yeah. You change over that New York hat. Yeah, right. Put <laughs> this Spurs hat on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop rooting for the damn Yankees. You're oh, not gonna man. go nowhere. Oh man, it's the missions. It's yeah. about the taco, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You like already had the poofy taco. Yeah.
1: I haven't had so much uh, Spices since I've been here In San Antonio man See, I really you really. Bad. You're Mexican now Yeah I know right <laughs> <laughs> You're not Puerto Rican You're Mexican I think my... Everybody's Mexican Here in San Antonio <laughs> my, my brother told me That I said y'all Like a bunch of times now I didn't even See? realize it You know <laughs> You're not You're not Puerto Rican anymore. <laughs> I know
0: right <laughs> <laughs> Or New Yurican yeah yeah, yeah yeah You're yeah, not New Yurican No yeah. You're San Antonio but yeah, man, I again I appreciate y'all being out here, man. Thank you man. Thank you know, for you. Evidence, man. Thanks for having us, man. Thanks for having us, man. I really I really enjoyed y'all's conversation. It's Thank totally you. different Thank than what you, we normally we have. We normally we fuck around and talk about the stupid shit and and uh trailers and, and cool movies, but this was an awesome movie this wasn't a cool movie this was an awesome movie great
1: freaking message thank you man thank you awesome. thanks for giving us a platform to yeah, talk about it, to, yeah, to no, plug man.
0: it
2: and talk about it yeah
1: anytime anytime man oh, oh, like... also real yeah, quick ahead, one last thing man we're a part of the, the Christmas slasher film
2: oh yeah uh, so
1: uh, uh, Destiny Soraya so so Soraya yeah. Soraya yeah. she's Dude, the director she's of the gonna- crucify you because you <laughs> missed <laughs> her name damn Destiny I know, right? Soria yeah. Destiny Soria, Soria she's a
2: hustler man. She, she's, she likes yeah. to get things done
1: I mean and, this is uh, we have actual Hollywood actors on this film and yeah. yeah. it's that, no, amazing
0: I donated to the campaign because I was like I know her from uh, Triple T one of the other films that we were, we were filming but right now it's on a hiatus um, due to complications but yeah we, when I met her she was she was really really good and I enjoy talking to her. We're yeah. not professional, but then you know time goes by, so we kind of you know pause. But now that I saw her, that she was doing a film, I was like, damn, dude, that that's that's badass.
2: She's a she's all around creative, you know. <laughs> So. It's it's good when you get on a good set where everyone's yeah. like minded and they you know everybody's excited about making a film. There's some sets that can be hostile and they, the, yeah. those are always like the worst. But You're you, know, headed, like, you like know, like like y'all were saying yeah. earlier, you learn from it. You know, you know who you want to work with again and who you don't. And
0: that's why I don't it's... get callbacks at
2: all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get any callbacks.
0: See, Once in a while, I get a call. Yeah, man. See, a
1: Christmas slasher, man. probably be a part of it, man. I, I'm the DP of the film. Chase is also another another camera man as well we're all together on this man and it's just unbelievable how this all happened how she reached out to me and contacted me to be a part of it and I was like all right, cool let's do it now they also have a Facebook page right what is it called Christmas Slasher Christmas Slasher yeah Facebook Uh, there's also an Indiegogo campaign is still going I think there's another 28
2: 29 days on it yeah Yeah, but y'all
0: already maxed out on on the required that y'all wanted right
2: no I think she put two months I think I think hers was 60 days like a
1: the money oh Money-wise. the
2: minimum i think the minimum was 5 we got like a uh, we almost had half or over half yeah. of, of,
0: of what so we my all six listeners are, are listening, especially <laughs> the ladies from the Southern Hospice Internal Treatment Center who sponsor our tacos once wow. a month. Nice. If That's they're too willing to you know, put up the, the nickels and dimes that they collect from their hard work. Or you know? even
2: just spread the word. Spread the word. A yeah. simple yeah. share of that, of that Indiegogo page. Help them helps. out. You
0: know, they're, they're in need of some funding. Um, we all know how critical funding is for film you know because a lot of time if
1: it doesn't come out of our pockets then it's not coming out of nowhere else yeah. it's crazy man that one film I did last time uh, Grateful Poison man I, I starved myself for two weeks <laughs> to, to get the guy's tacos on set and everything man uh, yeah man we gotta do what we gotta do brother that's right man but again
0: thank y'all man and we'll see y'all again for next one uh, again, yes, sir. this is yes, sir. Our Film Noobs your host David Mendez with special guest Raymond Ramos Jason Rivera we'll see y'all next time Peace. Peace.